Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. You know, it's been a long time since we have visited Goodman and Jane Ace, better known on radio as the Easy Aces. The Easy Aces was an American serial radio comedy that aired from 1930 to 1945. It starred Goodman and Jane Ace as a cultured realtor and his malaprop grown wife. In real life, they were married. The show, which was written by Goodman Ace, was known for its low-keyed, comical way of acting, talking, and behaving. In 1945, there were two episodes, one entitled, Jane Gets Picked for Jury Duty, and the other is, Jane is Serving on Jury Duty. The case involved a stolen fur coat. These two episodes were part of a series of episodes that dealt with Jane's involvement in a lawsuit against her husband, Goodman, who had sold some land to a friend without her consent. I edited the two episodes back-to-back as they were short programs, 15-minute shows, and without curtly commercials. Uh, They ran around 11 to 12 minutes. So sit back and relax as we take you back in time 78 years to these two episodes of The Easy Aces and listen carefully when Jane talks because she generally makes a lot of malaprops, which is the unintentional misuse of a word by confusing it with one that sounds similar. And as an example, a baseball player, Yogi Berra, was famous for his malaprops. Uh, one regarding switch hitters. Berra said, he hits from both sides of the plates. He's amphibious. When, of course, the correct word was ambidextrous. Here is the Easy Aces on Heirloom Radio, and thank you for listening. Well, Jane received a summons for jury duty. Mr. Race is quite happy about it because it'll keep Jane from coming to his office every day. Jane, a little hazy on courtroom procedure, hopes to keep in touch with the office in spite of jury duty. This episode is in two scenes, the courtroom and then Mr. Race's office. But first to the courtroom. Eleven jurors have been selected. The lawyer for the plaintiff questions the twelfth. Listen. Mr. Uh, Whitley, is that your name? That's me. You're acquainted with the nature of this case by now, I presume. I've outlined the facts. Yes, sir, I know what it's about. You're suing for damages in an automobile accident. Yes, uh, that is, my client is. Uh, Mr. Whitley, is there any reason you cannot give a fair decision in this trial? No, sir, I can give a very fair decision. You drive a car, Mr. Whitley? Yes, sir, sure do. Have you ever been in an accident? I sure was. I was in a pip. Oh, you were? Yes, sir, and was I framed? This fellow runs into me. I didn't even hit him, and he sues me and collects. I've been waiting for a chance like this. I should say I can give a fair decision. I see. You're excused. All right, I... What? I say you're excused. I don't think you'll do for this jury. Well, I don't see why. That'll do, Mr. Whitley. But, Your Honor, I've been waiting for a chance. You're excused. Step down. No. The bailiff will call the next name. Mrs. Janice. Well, finally. It's about time somebody paid some attention to me. Mrs. Janice. Yes, sir, I'm coming. I was wondering how long I'd have to wait. Step into the jury box, please. Uh, No, madam, this way. Seat 12. Oh, right on the aisle, huh? Uh, uh, Mrs. uh, Ace, is that your name? I do. 
What? I said I do. You do what? Put your hand down, please. Oh, well, uh, don't you have to hold up your right hand? No, madam. Just answer my questions, please. Oh, I always thought you had Madam, the trial hasn't started yet. We're just impaneling the jury. Now, Mrs. Ace, is there any reason you cannot give a fair decision in this trial? Oh, no. Good. Uh, What's the trial about? What? I I was sitting way back there, and I couldn't see what was going on exactly. This is an action involving damages in an automobile accident. The plaintiff was driving his car at night and crashed into an obstruction in front of a building. Goodness, was he hurt? Was he hurt? He's suing for $10,000. Well, what kind of a car was it? Uh, we'll come to the details in the course of the trial. What I want to find out from you now, Mrs. Ace, is whether you drive a car. Do you drive a car? Well, not exactly drive. Well, how do you mean, not exactly? Well, not from the front seat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see. You're, uh... Backseat driver, in other words. Uh, yes, you see, my husband takes the car to the office every morning. Yes, I... When I go down, I go on the bus. Of course, but at but... night, if we go out somewhere, I sit in back and sort of put out my hand if we want to make a turn and vice versa. Yes, I understand and that. He sort of promised he'd buy another car for me someday, and yes, I can hardly wait. Yes, that's quite interesting. <laughs> Isn't it, though? What I want to know now is, have you ever been in an accident? In an automobile? In any kind of a vehicular accident. Vehicular? Vehicular. Automobile, bus, train, uh... Airplane, steamship, bicycle, tricycle, wagon... Uh, uh, carriage? Yes, carriage, buggy... Well, yes, I was. Oh, you were in an accident. Mm-hmm. Did you bring suit? Oh, no, I wouldn't sue my own mother. What? Uh, my mother once strapped me out of the baby carriage when I was only 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can quite understand that, Mrs. Ace. But since then, you've been in no accident. No, sir. You've never been sued for an accident? No, sir. That's all. You may remain. If it please the court, the jury is satisfactory to me. Is the jury satisfactory to counsel for the defendant? Uh, who, who is the counsel for the defendant in this case? I am, Your Honor. Oh, oh you, you are counsel for the defendant? Yes, Your Honor. My name is Madeline Winston. I represent the defendant. Oh, well, uh, Miss Winston, you may proceed with the impaneling of the jury. The jury is quite satisfactory to me, Your Honor. Very well. Proceed with the case. Counsel for the... Counsel for... Will juror number 12 kindly lower her hand and refrain from snapping her fingers at the court? Well, there's something I have to ask you before I forget. I'm afraid this is not the time. Well, this is important, Judge, and I almost forgot. You see, I'm expecting a phone call from my husband. A phone call? Yes, I told him to call me if anything important came up at the office. Phone you here? Yes, so if he phones, will you call me? I'll be sitting right here. Mrs. uh, What is your name again? Ace, Mrs. Ace. His name's Mr. Ace. I told him to tell you who he is, so you'll be sure to call me to the Mrs. phone. Mrs. Ace, the court cannot permit you to receive personal communications interfering with the orderly conduct of this trial. The court will not tolerate such action. Well, you're the judge here. Couldn't you ask the court to let me get a phone call if my husband called? I am the court. Beg pardon? I am the court. You're the court? I thought this room was the court. <laughs> order. In the courtroom. Order. Order in the courtroom. Order. Will the bailiff make the juror sit down? Uh, Sit down, madam. But I'm expecting a phone call. Madam, do you realize that you are one of 12 jurymen who are to decide the justice in an action for $10,000 against the defendant? Yes, I know, but I'm... Do you realize the importance of this trial? Well, do you realize the importance of my phone call? Oh, it's very important, is it? Yes. Say your honor when addressing the court. What? No, never mind that, bailiff, never mind. Uh, So your phone call is more important than this trial, is it? Well, to me, it's just as important, yes. Address the court as your honor. What? Your honor. 
honor. On my honor, it is. Order. I want to fire to this courtroom. This is most irregular. If it please the court. Uh, oh, 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 yes. Uh, yes, Miss Winston? Your Honor, I would suggest that if the lady finds herself too preoccupied with personal business and telling the waiting for phone calls, that she be excused from serving. The court does not approve your suggestion, Miss Winston. The juror has already signified her ability to give a just verdict in this action. But, Your I... Honor, I seriously doubt that ability now. If she sits there during the course of this trial, her mind a jumble of personal everyday affairs, her ear cocked for the ringing of a phone bell, There I... will be no phone bells in this courtroom. There will be no phone calls. But, Your Honor, I... Counsel for the defendant will resume her seat. Very well, Your Honor. And I want no more outbursts from... The juror will also resume her seat. Sit down, madam. Well, if I just thought a little thing like a phone call was going to upset... Sit down. Uh, yes, sir. I told you to address the court as your honor. Sit down. On my honor? Phone call. The idea. The ignorance of the average citizen on court procedure is appalling. Absolutely appalling. And this court intends to start right now educating at least 12 of these citizens on the dignity of a court of law. In all my 35 years on the bench, I never heard of such a request. Will I call her to the phone if her husband phones her? Madam, do you hear that? Uh, what, my honor? I have been on the bench for 35 years, and I never heard of such a request. It's either insolence <clears throat> or just plain ignorance. And before you're finished in this courtroom, <clears throat> you will at least have absorbed some of the decorum congruous to judicial dignity. How was that again? I said... To your honor... As counsel for the plaintiff, I would like to open my case. No, you wouldn't. Well, I don't want you to. Uh, the hour is late, and my indigestion... And uh, the court is in no mood to hear the opening arguments at this time. Before adjourning court, and before dismissing the jury for the day, I wish to instruct the jurors not to discuss this case among themselves or by telephone. Uh, I mean, uh, among themselves or with anyone else, uh, the jury will phone me tomorrow. That, that is, the jury will report here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. At which time, court will telephone the jury. At which time, court will convene and... <clears throat> and I expect to see every juror in the booth ready... In the box ready to give... Oh, court is adjourned. Please <laughs> rise. Court is adjourned for the day. Court is adjourned. Hello, dear. Did you call me? Hello, Jane. No, I didn't call. Say, why aren't you in court? What happened to the jury? Well, I... it's all over for the day. Did you try to get me at the court? No. What are you talking about? How can I... Oh, thank heaven for that. I had more trouble there today with that old judge. Trouble? What do you... Don't tell me you're not on the jury. Oh, sure I am. That's how I had the trouble. I told him I was expecting a phone call from you. You told the judge... No. Sure I did. Didn't I tell you to call me in court if something important came up here that you needed me? Don't tell me you told the judge you expected a phone call. I certainly did. And I've got some bad news for you, dear. Oh, now, don't tell me he tossed you off the jury. Oh, no. But he won't take any phone messages. Oh, Sure, you had me scared there. Imagine, all I said was I expected a phone call, and you should have seen what happened.
happened? Everybody jumped on me. Oh, who's everybody? Oh, everybody from the judge up. Even that woman that's being sued, she even jumped on me. Oh, is it a woman that's being sued? Yes, Miss uh, Winston, I think her name is. She's very attractive. Well, uh, what did she do? Oh, she jumped up like everybody else did when I said I expected oh, no, a phone no, call. Oh, no, 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 Jane. I mean, what did she do that she's being sued? Oh, I don't know. We didn't hear the whole trial today. It was mostly about my phone call. Mm. But I guess she's the one that was in the accident. She was probably out joyriding with the man when his car ran into something. He sure looked like the type, too, you know, sort of real dark and tall and... Oh, I forgot. He told us not to talk about the trial to anybody. Who told you? That judge. Oh. Oh, boy, what a crab apple he is. I'll be lucky to get out of this with only a fine. You'll be lucky. You're not on trial. Oh, yes. Well, I'm certainly glad I'm not. Not with him for a judge. Imagine. I only said I expected a phone call, and you should have heard him. You'd have thought I said I expected a long-distance call the way he started hollering. (laughs) I'm going to have trouble with him. I can see that. If a person won't let you use a phone, there's no use talking. No. He says to me, Madam, I never heard of anything like this. Never heard of a phone call. How do you like that? Mm, yes. He says, fun. I've been on the bench 35 years, and I never heard of a thing like this. Well, I can certainly understand why they kept him on the bench 35 years and wouldn't let him judge till now. <laughs> they kept him on the bench. Wouldn't let him play. Oh, well, I, I guess it's his first trial, and he's nervous, yes. and he's taking it out on me. Well, Well, Jane's not only going to have trouble with the judge, but if she thinks Miss Winston is on trial... There's going to be trouble all around before this case is over. began to look as if Jane and her maid Laura had reached an impasse over a two-dollar-a-week raise when Jane received a summons for jury duty next week. A compromise was reached with Laura when Jane agreed to give Laura half of the money she earns as a jury woman. This episode takes place after dinner at the Ace's bungalow. Jane, Mr. Race, and Marge sit around the living room discussing Jane's coming debut as a jury woman. Listen. Of course, I'm going to say he's not guilty. Who? Whoever it is that did it. Did what? Whatever it is he's on trial for. Oh, oh, I see. You don't know what the case is or anything, but your mind's made up to vote not guilty, huh, Jane? Well, I figure this way, Marge. If he's nice enough to pay us $3 a day to be his jury, the least I can do is recuperate and say he's not guilty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And besides, if he did do it, he's in enough trouble already without adding any more to it by saying he's guilty. I see. You've got it all figured out, huh? Yes. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to say not guilty. As far as you're concerned, if you keep on talking like that, you won't even get on the jury. You're supposed to be unbiased. Beg pardon? Well, to get on this jury, on any jury, you have to be unbiased. Mm, I can see by that vacant stare. I mean, Jane, you're supposed to have an open mind. You mustn't have any opinions on the innocence or guilt of the person being tried. And I'm going to make sure you have it by asking you questions about it. Who's going to ask questions about what? The lawyers, before the case starts. That's the way they pick juries. They're going to make sure you're unbiased. They're going to ask you if there's any reason you can't give the defendant a fair trial. 
And if there is any reason, you won't get on the jury. Won't get on? I am on. Didn't I get that summons inviting me? I know, but they sent out hundreds of those. And out of all the people that come down, they're going to pick only 12. And if you go around telling everybody your mind's made up, you won't be chosen. You better be very careful. You sound as if you're anxious for it to serve on this jury. Well, yes, I'd like for it to get on. You would? Why? Well, uh, not now, Mart. So you see, Jane, you better be careful of what you say. You see what I mean? You mean about being on the bias? Uh, yes, on the <laughs> bias. Just say you don't know anything about the case, and you really don't. You don't even know what the trial's about or anything. You're just going to be on the jury, I hope. Uh, you gonna miss me at the office, dear? Oh, yes, I sure will. <laughs> oh, so that's why. Uh, yes, well, uh, we'll struggle along somehow, Jane. <laughs> well, if there's anything that comes up that you need me, you'll know where I am. Superior court in... in... the jury box, yes. Yes, uh, uh, just call me up there. Call I, you... I guess they'll call me to the phone if you tell them it's important business. Oh, sure, I'll just phone the judge and ask him to call you to the telephone. Yeah, that's it. Uh, He's just kidding you, Jane. Are you? No, don't pay any attention to her. I'll phone you the minute anything important comes up that needs your attention. Well, I'll leave my name with the judge and I'll tell him I'm expecting a call. Yes, you do. No, no, don't do that. Well, how will he know who I am when you call me? Oh, oh he'll page you, Jane. Oh, yes. yeah, that's right. He can page me. Of course. Now, don't worry about my business, Jane. I'll try to carry on as best I can until you finish the trial. Just keep your mind open and listen to all the testimony on both sides so you'll be able to render a just and equitable verdict. <laughs> You see? <laughs> yes. Uh, Do what? Oh, so you'll be able to say whether the defendant is guilty or not guilty when the judge charges the jury. When what? Well, when the case is over. That is, when both sides have told their story and presented their witnesses and the case is ready for a verdict, the judge charges the jury. Does it come out of the three dollars a day they pay us? Out of the I saw that coming a long yes, way back there. That, that was my mistake. <laughs> well, what do you mean charges the jury? Uh, Jane, just forget I said that. Now, that, just a minute. Oh. If there's a catch in the three dollars a day, I'm not going to go. Oh, you have to go. You've got a summons. You'll be in contempt if you don't. I should say I will be mad. If Laura mad. gets half of the three dollars and they're going to charge us something besides, it won't be worth my time. Oh, no, Jane. They won't charge you anything. Now, if you two are keeping something from no. Oh, we're not keeping anything from you. Just forget about what I said. If we're... I find out oh. afterwards that there's a catch in this three dollars a day and you haven't told me, I'm going to make trouble around. Oh, I know what. I'll ask the judge about that the first oh, thing. Oh, no, Jane. Don't ask the judge anything. What I meant was that the judge instructs the jury to bring in a verdict. He tells them that they've heard the evidence and he expects them to bring in a just verdict and... Uh, Oh, well, he tells them to do their best, sort of, uh, well, sort of a pep talk. Like, come on, jury. Yes, that's the idea. You know what come I on. like to hear? You know, like when they say in the movies, when the policeman says, hear you, hear you, court is now in session. Hear you. <laughs> hear you. You better not expect any movie stuff at this trial, Jane. Oh, they have it at all the trials, Marge. And that other thing, when somebody's a witness and they make them hold up their hand and the policeman says, uh... Do you solemnly swear to take this man to be your awful wedding husband? To be husband? your, yes. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's the part I like to hear. Yeah. They're going to have that, aren't they? Yes, Jay, they'll have that all right with uh, variations, of course. Oh, this is going to be fun. Fun? Somebody sues somebody for something and you call it fun. I wonder what somebody did. Oh, do you think we'll have to give somebody the chair or something like that? No. No, of course not. This isn't a criminal case. It's a civil case. Yeah, somebody sues somebody for money or somebody embezzled money from somebody. Something like that. And you have to decide whether the party suing should get the money or not. Oh, 
is that all this? Just about some money somebody owes somebody? Well, they may not owe it. Uh, say, for instance, a widow or somebody like that claims she gave some money to, uh, well, to a man to invest. And, uh, well, this man will say dissipated the money. He drank? Drank? No, no. I mean, he, uh, well, he took the money the widow gave him, and instead of putting it in sound securities like, uh, well, we'll say government bonds or something like that, he, uh, well, he gambled it in the stock market. He did, huh? Yes, and we'll say the poor widow who gave him every cent her husband left her had told this man to invest it in government bonds, but he claims she didn't say government bonds. She just said for him to invest the money for her, you see? Has she got it in writing? No, that's just the point. If she had it in writing, she'd have him dead to write. But, uh, well, uh, we'll say he's an old friend of the family, knew her husband and all that. She trusted him. Yes. Well, so we'll say she gave him all the money she had, and he says he invested it in the stock market. Uh, just a minute now. Did she tell him to do that? Well, she says she told him to buy government bonds. Uh, he says she didn't mention bonds. She just said to invest the money for it. Well, who's right? Well, that's for the jury to decide. Well, how do we decide that? By hearing the evidence. But if she said she said one thing and he says she said another, well, it's behind me how a person can decide who's lying and who... Oh, wait a minute. What kind of a man is he? Who is he? Oh, he's a hypothetical case. You mean she gave all her money to a crazy man? Hypothetical? <laughs> oh, You're yes. going to do swell on that jury, Jane. I can see that. Well, just a minute, Marge. I'm trying to find out something about this uh, man. Just skip it, Jane. Forget I told you anything about it. I only made up the story to show you what you're expected to do when you get on a jury. That's just an example. You're supposed to decide if the man in that case is guilty of embezzling the old lady's money. Well, I hope we don't have anything as hard as that one. I wouldn't know what to say in a case like that. Well, you're supposed to weigh the evidence. Weigh the evidence? I take it back. Oh, I shouldn't yes. have said that. I can I... see what the possibilities are there. What do you mean? <laughs> what he means, Jane, is you're supposed to listen to both sides of the case, as you would in an argument. You hear what one side says, and then you hear what the other side says. Now, each lawyer tries to convince the jury by the evidence he presents that his client's in the right. Then it's up to you, 12 tried and true jurors, to decide which side made the better case. Why do they have 12? Well, now, that's a reasonable question. What's the answer? Well, because, uh, uh well, they, uh, well, why do they have 12? Oh, you don't know. Dear, don't tell me there's something you don't know. Oh, now, stop it, Jane. Well, of all things, I finally found something you don't know. Isn't that awful? I didn't say I knew everything. Do you know, Marge? Search me. Uh, not now. Do you know why they have 12 on a jury, Marge? No, and I don't. Well, the two of you, at last. The two walking inside, inside uh, the two walking dictionaries. <laughs> I finally found something you didn't know. Hey, don't let her get away with that. Say something for our side. Yes, dear. Aren't you going to say something for your side? Uh, what about 12 on a jury? Well, uh, yes, it's the, uh, the Bill of Rights. Oh, that's it, the Bill of Rights. It gives every man the right to prove his innocence <laughs> before a body of men and women. That is the right of a trial by a jury of uh, 12 of his uh, peers. It's the, uh, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, I guess it's sort of, uh, well, that's why. Why? Oh, why don't you stop? <laughs> I'm afraid she's got us there. We don't know, Jane. Suppose you ask about that when you go up there next week. I don't have to. I know. 
You know? Why, Jane, you amaze me. All right. All right. Come on, why did I have to... If she knows this, I'm going... Don't worry about her. She knows it. Oh, she does. Why, Jane? Why 12 on a jury? Come on, tell us. Because there's 12 chairs. 12 chairs? (laughs) That's the best you can do. Because there are 12 chairs. That's why they have 12 on the jury. And don't tell me there's more than 12 Mm. chairs. Because I saw a movie not so long ago, and while the lawyers were talking about something, it got very uninteresting... So I counted the chairs, and they just came out even with the people in the jury. Nobody standing. Why, of course. How simple. Yes, isn't it? Well, I can't get over it. I finally found something you two didn't know the answer to. Mm, Make that we three. What? And you two. I said you two. Yes, I... Oh, let it go with that. Oh, uh, Jane, uh, just to change the subject and get back on more pleasant ground... Have you decided what you're going to wear on your first appearance as juror? Oh, yes, I planned it all out. I'm going to wear a different outfit every day. Well, that's quite a large order. This trial might run for weeks. It will? It can. Sure, you might run out of outfits before they run out of evidence. Oh, I never thought of that. Well, dear, you'll have to give me some money for some clothes. Oh, no. Now, Marge, why did you have to bring that up? Well, I didn't know she was Uh, going to What do you mean, oh, no? Uh, I mean, you've got enough clothes right now. You don't have to dress to be on a jury. Oh, I do, too. This is the first time I've ever been on a jury, and I want to make a good impression so they'll invite me again. Invite you again? You've got to give me some money, dear. No. But I haven't a cent. You took everything I had and made me put it in that real estate business of yours. All I get is my allowance, and that has to go for the house. You've got to give me some money, dear. You've got to forget about dressing up for jury duty. I never heard of such a thing. Well, that's a fine how do you do. First, he takes every cent I have, and when I need some money to buy something, he won't give me any. But, Jane, you won't need that much of a wardrobe. You've got enough clothes. I have not. If this trial runs as long as you said it would. You had to say that, too. I want some of my money back. No, your money's invested. You can't get it. You know... Sometimes I think I gave my money to a hypothetical case, too. To a hypothetical case? <laughs> I know how that widow feels now. If you ask me, you're guilty. That's my verdict. And it's anonymous, too. Well, Jane's getting in practice for her debut as a jurywoman, which promises some pretty exciting court procedure. <laughs> 